It's Women's History Month. So today we'll take a break from geopolitics and economics for investing and talk about what matters for women in investing. Here's what matters. Live from New York City, I'm Lauren Goodwin, and this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we bring you the best insights from across the New York Life Investments platform because we believe that by sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It's the week of March 14th, 2022, and today is a day that I've been waiting for for a long time. Some of our listeners may not be aware, but our New York Life Investments platform includes not only these wonderful investment teams and insights about what's going on in the market, but also insights about what's happening in the world and how we as a company can better serve our clients and really connect them to what we're trying to achieve as a company, which includes supporting people's financial futures. And so today, to talk about that, I have a special guest joining me, Jen Tarsney. And let me just brag about Jen for a second. Jen founded and leads our Advisor Advancement Institute, which is a group in the New York Life Investments platform entirely focused on helping financial professionals build their businesses and understand key trends and best practices in asset and wealth management. That means Jen's team is conducting proprietary research to help financial advisors and other asset management professionals build their toolkits for understanding investments and building authentic connections with clients. The team's work is so inspiring, including segments on how the best become the best, understanding and implementing sustainable investment strategies, building high-performance teams, and for the sake of our conversation today, closing the gap that women face in investing. So Jen, business travels back in full swing. These programs are back in full swing. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today to talk about these programs. Oh, thank you, Lauren. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Well, now that I've waxed poetic about the mm-hmm. Advisor Advancement Institute, I'll pass the mic to you. And I'd love to just ask how this group came about and the gap that you felt financial professionals were facing as they built out their businesses. Great. So how the group came about, you know, really simple reasoning. We wanted to be a better partner to our best clients. Um, you know, you mentioned we're, we're blessed to have great product here at New York Life Investments, but we wanted to be more. We wanted to bring some value. And we did recognize that there is a gap in terms of what advisors face these days within their practices. Being an advisor is hard. I mean, client expectations have really changed. For the most part, clients are no longer just looking for advisors to pick stocks for them. They they want them involved in their entire financial life. They want way more proactive communication. All of this is going on while the demographics of our business are really changing. I mean, the client base is aging. You're seeing a great amount of wealth transfer so that advisors are having to really connect with the next generation. So they've got more people to deal with. And and that's definitely time consuming. In addition, you're seeing the business really change where advisors are moving from a historically kind of sole practitioner model to more of an advisory team practice. And this is great. I mean, it brings a lot more resources to clients, but it's it's pushed the advisor really into the role of almost like a small business owner, where now they have to hire folks, they have to coach folks, they have to develop folks, they have to manage people, manage their careers. It's a lot. I mean, advisors really have a lot on their plates these days, and we really want to be a resource and help them with everything that they're facing. 
one of the things that you said that really stood out to me was about the changing demographics of the mm. business and some of the gaps that the industry might have in addressing that change. And your team has uncovered some startling, although in many ways, not surprising facts about one of those demographics, which is women investors. And the data includes things like women overall feel less prepared than men for retirement. Only 29% of women are optimistic about retirement and only 41% of women believe they are getting access to the right kind of financial advice. This is astonishing. And it's one of the first issues that your team tackled. So give me a little bit of context. Why did this come to the top of the list? Why was it so important to cover first? So I'll be honest, when we launched AI, what we call the Advisor Advancement Institute for short, we went out on a listening tour and and we interviewed our best clients and said, well, what are you struggling with? And I'll be the first to admit, I was shocked when they came back and said, we're struggling with how to best build relationships with women clients. I mean, I'm in this business 27 years. And when I started, we were talking about how to build better relationships with women clients. So to fast forward and hear that advisors are still feeling that same struggle, clearly through our research, we're seeing that women are still feeling it as well. So it's, it's a big need out there for sure. Well, it's it's a big need and it's made a big splash. I mean, your team's work on coaching financial professionals to more holistically include, attract, and most importantly, retain women investors has made waves in the industry. In addition to the gap that you've already outlined, why do you think it's resonating? You know, it's really resonating because I would say 99% of advisors we talk to about this listen to what we have to say and, and go, uh-oh, I, I do those things that they say they don't like. And I can't tell you how many times we, we've gone out to a conference, an industry conference, and we've had advisors come up to us afterwards and say, I thought I was great with women clients. I'm embarrassed to admit that what you talked about, I sat there and realized, oh my goodness, I do that with my own clients. And, and I want to highlight the advisors that come up to us afterwards. It's both men and women. This is not a male versus female advisor thing. We follow gender stereotypes that society kind of prescribes, regardless of our gender. And what we have found is that our industry, the stereotypes that have fallen you know, into our industry about women and money come out regardless if you are a male or female advisor. I mean, I would say the biggest shock is on female advisors who come up and cannot believe that they have to admit that they are not as good with women clients as they think they are. Wow, that is some really astounding insight and makes a lot of sense, right? We're all walking through the world mm -hmm. that we're walking through and some of the inequalities that exist. And so it's worth it for all of us to check ourselves on some of these insights. So I, I have to put you on the spot then and ask, you know, what are those insights? What's a, an item or two that financial professionals typically miss or misunderstand about women clients? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of things we heard and we've heard for a long time with advisors is this idea that, you know, the women don't really want to be involved, especially when they are part of a couple, they don't want to be involved. Okay. What our research told us, what women told us is that I wanted to be involved, but the advisor did something that really disappointed me, that offended me. And I decided to take a step back in the relationship. That's a real problem. Obviously, it's a problem on both sides. The advisor doesn't necessarily recognize that they've offended the woman. And the woman decides to make a conscious exit from her own financial planning, which is clearly a problem on both sides. What I think we've also missed is that women as a whole don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time in the weeds talking about individual stock purchases, individual bond purchases. They really want to talk holistically. They want to talk planning, which is great because that makes them absolute ideal clients. 
They want you to do everything for them. They want you to be their one-stop shop. So in reality, they're the type of clients that most advisors prefer to work with. They also want the advisor to be an education partner for them and their children. So help them learn, call out their blind spots, push them to learn, tell them you can't ignore meetings. You can't ignore me. You have to participate, challenge them, show them some tough love. They would appreciate that. I think the great news here is that what our research also identified is that women are better sources of referrals than men. So if you're good with women clients, I tell advisors, you're going to run away with the business because women are more likely to talk about their experiences with you, with their friends and family. And if the experience is good, you're going to have a line of women out the door looking for help. Yeah. You got to work that network, don't you? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I love what you said about the more comprehensive approach to financial planning that many women investors are looking for and that your research substantiates. Let's talk a little bit about the how there. If, If women are are on average more focused on overall financial health, comprehensive well-being, in addition to the, the financial side of things, of course. How can financial professionals address this? I mean, especially those that maybe don't have a full-service business to provide those, those women clients. Yeah, you know, I think, especially when we're talking about retirement, one thing we're talking more about because our research is is identifying it as a as a growing trend is this idea around financial planning and, and retirement planning not just being about the money but being about health and wellness, I mean, it's all tied together, let's let's be real. So, you know, thinking outside the box and, and introducing topics that advisors may not previously have spoken about. And, you know, look, I'll admit, I am a woman of a certain age. I'm starting to think about retirement planning myself. You know, I personally have started thinking more about health and, and getting active because if you want to be healthy and active in retirement, you got to start ahead of time. It's, it's no good to start the day you retire. I can tell you my husband and I are starting to think about where we want to live in retirement. And it's exciting, but it's also daunting, right? That's, those are these are big decisions. Like, do we relocate? Uh, do you know where do we wind up? Are our kids going to be there eventually? So advisors should be engaging in these types of conversations with women. You know, help them visualize what retirement should look like for them. Think about doing events where you bring in a gerontologist who talks about what you can do now to get yourself ready for retirement, so that you have that best life that you can have in retirement. Maybe you want to bring in a relocation specialist. I'm going to tell you that is a increasing business. We've met some of them where people will escort you around new communities and give you the inside scoop on on what it's like to live there. So maybe you bring in a relocation specialist who talks about trends in retirement and relocation. You just want to become a part of the bigger conversation because the more you're involved, the more obviously you get an opportunity to show your value and the more the client experience really meets what women want. And like I said, at the end of the day, if, if you do that, you're going to get more business. You're going to get more referrals for sure. Those are such thoughtful and amazing ideas. I really feel inspired by the creativity that your colleagues are showing there. Well, let's let's flip things to the investor's perspective. I, I love the, the personal examples that you gave there. What should a woman investor listening to this program do to help address some of the gaps that you've described? Any thoughts or best practices that, that they could keep in mind, maybe a first step to take? Sure, sure. I mean, first step, if you are not involved, please get involved. And and I know a lot of women say, well, I don't even know where to start. So we'll say first, first order of business. If you have not been involved in your financial life, especially if you're part of a couple and you've allowed your partner to do all of the planning, which is very typical. Um, and some of it is just because, listen, if you're, if you're in a, you know, a family situation where you've got children, the spouse does one set of things, the other spouse does the other set of things, it happens. 
don't feel guilty, but you got to stop it. Okay. So we tell women the first place to start is if you don't know where to begin is find out what you have and where it is. All right. So get your financial house in order. All right. Understand what you have and where it is because life is unpredictable. If something were to happen to your partner, you need to know at bare minimum what you have and where it is. All right. And who can help you with it. So start there. All right. But then start thinking about what next steps you can take to get involved in your financial planning. What's holding you back? Most often what's holding women back is financial literacy. We are embarrassed about our lack of financial literacy. Again, it's okay. You just need to own it. Figure out what you know and what you don't know. We have a financial literacy test that women can take. You can Google one. If you don't know what you don't know, take a financial literacy test. Start with a roadmap, right? Build an education plan. What do I need to learn first? And we tell women, look, you can get help with that. Any financial advisor can partner with you on that. You can Google. You can hit the Google, right? And, and figure things out, but it can be very overwhelming. So find a partner. If you don't work with an advisor, get a girlfriend. Get your sister, get your daughter involved, get your mom involved, right? And lay out how are you going to do this together. Build some kind of support community and encourage each other to start learning. But if you do work with an advisor, just ask them for help. It's really a lot easier that way. The second thing I would challenge women to think about is longevity. Here's the good news. We're living longer than ever, right? Here's the bad news. You got to pay for it. So, you know, when you think about retirement, I mean, you want to be really horrified. Start looking at the stats in the United States about women in poverty and what happens when their husband dies and they haven't planned. I mean, it's, it's really sad and it's unnecessary, right? So get involved early because you don't want to, you don't want to get to retirement and then not be able to live the lifestyle you want. But you have to think about longevity, right? Because look, you could be retired for 40 years very easily, very easily in this day and age. So you have to plan for that. Well, there you have it. Some really tangible and achievable steps. Thank you, Jen, for that perspective. Now, rumor has it that your team is taking a deeper dive on this topic. And I'm super curious, what's next for the Advisor Investment Institute? So we are currently in market doing research on women business owners and women executives. The great news is it's a growing demographic here in this country. You know, women own more businesses than they've ever done before. We're breaking through at higher levels and in big corporations more than ever before. Clearly, there's still work to do there. But the reality is, is that there's more women professionals at high levels than there were ever before. And they clearly do have financial planning needs as well. So we are currently in market uh, engaging with these women, asking them about their thoughts around money, what they're looking for in an advisor, what help they need with their financial planning. And I'm um, really excited. Tentative launch date is around May. So more to come, but I'm really looking forward to, to seeing the results on, on the research there. Well, we are certainly looking forward as well. Jen, thank you so much for taking time out of now. What is a busy travel schedule? We're back to it. To join us on the podcast, we really appreciate your insight. Thank you, Lauren. I really enjoyed being here. I appreciate you having me. Coming up next, it's Fed Week. And a couple of weeks ago, Chair Powell made an uncharacteristic claim that he wanted to support a 25 basis point hike in interest rates. So that's what we're looking for on Wednesday, but you know we'll be paying very close attention. That's it for today. We'll be back next week for more Market Matters. In the meantime, if you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views at newyorklifeinvestments.com and click on the Insights tab. That's also where you'll find all of the research from the Advisor Advancement Institute, Jen's team. Until then, I'm Lauren Goodwin. See you next time.
Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamont and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I will now read our disclosures from compliance. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which may vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. The guest speakers appearing in this podcast are solely responsible for the content of their presentation. John Sidalides is not affiliated with New York Life Investments or any of its affiliates. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific date, is subject to change, and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or adopt any investment strategy. There's no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities are distributed by Nylife Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302, a wholly owned subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company. Nylife Distributors, LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC. See.